Here's a fastball hit in the air into right center field. Makala on the run. He will not get there. This is trouble. Caleb Cole rounding second base and digging for third. One run scores to cut the deficit to two. Caleb Here comes Van it. Antwerp. He slides. Cole going for the most exciting play in baseball. He's safe. The inside the park home run from Caleb Cole. And we are tied. Holy cow. Unbelievable. The wheels of Caleb Cole going all the way home to home, 360 feet. It's Mr. Burger. Bites is recorded on location in Ozark, Missouri and presented on Anchor. The views expressed on Burger Bites are not necessarily those of the staff and ownership of the Grip and Rip Baseball League. Enjoy the show. Caleb Cole racks up awards wherever he goes. In the Grip and Rip Baseball League, he's a two-time Gold Glove Award-winning shortstop, the 2017 MVP, a 2019 Howard Bell Trophy Championship winner, a multi-time All-Star, and the first player ever voted into the newly established GRBL Hall of Fame. And that vote was unanimous by his fellow players. At Drury University, he made first-team All-Great Lakes Valley Conference twice and was the conference's Baseball Freshman of the Year in 2010. He was an all-region selection a total of four times by two different organizations. His name appears in the Drury Panthers baseball record book more than 50 times. There's more to Caleb Cole than scooping ground balls, scoring runs, and winning awards. As I learned from our discussion in the conference room of the athletic training facility that Caleb manages in Springfield, Missouri, he has a sense of wanting to help people find their own success and win their own awards. I discovered that Caleb has several passions in life, and he has the drive to throw himself headlong into doing what he's passionate about. We pick up his story on the heels of the 2021 GRBL Championship game, which Caleb Cole and the Ozark Mountain Ducks ended up losing to his former team, Daniel England's Moon City Mavericks. So I thought we'd kind of pick up just where your 2021 grip and rip season left off. Can you just kind of describe for me, you know, what you were feeling, what you were thinking uh, as you guys walked off the field after a, a final that did not work out in favor of the Mountain Ducks? Oh, I, I'm very fortunate enough to still play baseball. I don't think uh, not winning the championship, it was, you know, heartbreaking for me with with sounding as um, team-oriented as I can. I mean, personally, I, I'm just glad that I get to go play and I get to be around, I get to be around new faces every year. I get to be around new people that love the game as much as I do. And that's really why I do it. And of course, I still get to compete against the pitcher um, or the hitter um, in the defensive regard. But I, I think the competitive nature that I still get to bring and still get to try to maybe instill in other players as well is is really why I'm there. The championship, it might just be the icing on the cake, but it's, you know, it, I, I was I was very happy with how our team ended up last year. Yeah. What was the missing piece for you guys, do you think, against a, a really good Moon City team? Ooh. Um, I, I'd say probably the consistent hitting. Always having people on base, and when we have the people on base is be able to drive them in. Yes, we did score runs, but I think we had the team to score more. It's just almost like we couldn't, put it together in nine games. Um, give us 12 or 13, though, and we're, we'd be lights out. But I, I think I think it was just the, um, you know, just getting on the same page and, and being able to roll through the bases. 
you know, personally, you win your second gold glove. You know, there were a lot of highlights this year for you as an individual. You know, what was it like experiencing that, considering, you know, some of your past, some of the struggles with injuries and the just the overall ups and downs you've had? Um, I, Again, fortunate. And to be able to give the opportunity to go out and show my glove, that just is extra work in the making right there. I That just... Um, puts fire under my you know in my belly that I, I want to be the best defensive player in the league another slider this is lined a Josh. layout and a catch for Caleb Cole are you kidding me that's robbery uh, call the Ozark Police Department I'd like to report a theft wow. of a base hit and I tell Caleb this every week I give him such a hard time about playing so deep but man does he just make you eat your words you see why <laughs> makes a catch like that that's as good as it gets that's tremendous in any league to be honest with you as I get older I'm not the best offensive player in the league and you know my hitting has struggled the last couple of years I just so if, if my back can't make up for it my glove's got to make up for it. Um, so the, the gold glove, I, I, I worked hard. I'm very lucky I work at a gym that um, has sports performance training. I got to work on my lateral quickness. I got to work on my explosiveness, my, my speed work as much as I want to. So that did help me, um, you know, maintain the, the gold glove, I think. But I think I got lucky, too. <laughs> we, we are hanging out at the gym right now. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll talk about red line plenty here in a minute. But, yeah, I wanted to go back to, I guess, the beginning of your grip and rip career First of all, before we go way back in the time machine, so yeah. tell me about how you found the GRBL and became, you know, one of those original guys, the uh, the pioneers of of Tony Lewis's grand experiment. Well, I Drury I, University, um, Coach Nasby, Scott Nasby was in the league for the first three or four years. He was my head coach in college. Um, Logan Hughes, who was a coach slash player the first year, who I was on his team. He let me know about it. Uh, Tony, I think Tony actually gave me a personal text and said, hey, I'm starting this league up. I'd like you to be a part of it. That was that was in itself as well. So um, I think I really just think being able to play in this city um, for Drew University and then the people who, you know, were kind of the founders or the, the faces of it, you know, asked me to be a part of it. And I think that's kind of how I got started in it. What do you remember about, you know, those very first days? Like, do you have any memories of, like, that first tryout or, or some of the, maybe the opening weekend? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, the biggest memory I have for the first couple of years probably is the uniforms we wore. Now, again, I would wear anything just to play ball, but those uniforms we wore were, I mean, they were like 30 pounds. Um, they just were, they just were uncomfortable. But I remember everyone being like, hey, I'll wear a trash bag if we get to play ball. And um, it, it was just a bunch of good old boys playing baseball the first couple years and that was that was a blast it's getting it's getting a little nicer now don't get me wrong they're they're treating us a little bit better our uniforms are better they're um they you know they brag on us which i think is unbelievable how you guys broadcast the players and show them who they are as a person versus a ball player i think that's really special so yeah 2017 that would have been the second year that was your mvp year yeah. with the the table rock lake monsters first of all do you remember what the hand-me-down uniforms were for that club i want to say they were pc it said price price cutter, cutter yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um they were not comfortable man i mean they're itchy and uh just i just yeah it was it was a good that was fun man well, yeah you hit comfort you had 13 hits that year Did uh I? you know what do you remember about uh about that particular season you know what i've had a really bad problem 
problem in my past not uh-huh. remembering small events in the season. Um, I do remember that was the year you got married, incidentally. So yeah, maybe, seventeen maybe that was. was that was probably it. I probably had a couple <laughs> things on my mind. Yeah, thank you for reminding me about that. <laughs> I hope she doesn't listen. No, but I, uh, I just think two thousand. That was Table Lake Monsters. So that was Coach Hughes. That would have been Logan Hughes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, any time I got to play for that guy was a honor. Mm-hmm. He he was he was awesome to play for. So then, uh, 2018 played for Justin Skinner and the Raptors, and I know that was it must have been different. You know, that was a year I know you struggled with a lot of really nagging uh, back injuries, but you guys ended up winning the championship. So yeah. uh, I'm sure the the comparison contrast was was pretty tough there. Well, I mean, you talk about playing for Skinner. I mean, Skinner had been to was that Skinner's. I mean, he'd have been in three straight. Yes, that was his second of the time. Second, so, uh, uh, one three in a row. One three in a row. That's yeah. nuts. So to be honest with you, I mean. Um, just knowing that I got to play for somebody that was figuring out how to win in that league with a, such a short amount of time to win, and and it, that was cool. Um, and Skinner, I remember right when he drafted me, he said, uh, he goes, I can't believe I got you. And w- which which was really, you know, was awesome to me because, you know, Skinner's, I mean, he's the, he was one of the best in the league. And, and to have him say that to me was like, oh, man, this is going to be a special year. But I was I kind of miss him, man. He he was he was a spark to the league as well. Yeah, that was an interesting. You know, that was my first year in the league. You know, the first year that the games got broadcast. Yeah. And, you know, I remember the Raptors started off zero and two, and it was it was rather inauspicious. But uh, yeah, you know, you guys won when it counted, I guess. Um, so yeah, what about this past year? Tell me about uh, you know some of the the friendships you made and the teammates you enjoyed on the Mountain Ducks. Sure. Um, I think well, majority of them were all brand new teammates. I think King Owens, I played with him for the last two or three years. Um, It was really nice to have him on there, just to have a familiar face as well. And we we went over a lot of stuff that happened in the past and people getting yelled at or um, umpires doing warnings and stuff like that. You know, we got to kind of reminisce a little bit. But the the new faces, you know, I met a lot of people this year. I mean, Nick Young, him and I kind of just bonded, you know, and and to have somebody that young Mm -hmm. um, that is – so pumped up about the league for the future was awesome. Um, he couldn't believe that he gets to play baseball again, um, which isn't that the point of the league? Sure. Um, you know, some of the, some of the new guys on there too, you know, Trevin Beatty and, um, I got to play with Matlock and, um, you know, it was just, it was, it was just a, it was a new year and, and, and the positivity that I found on that team this year was, was outrageous. Um, it was never, you know, a negative moment with each other on the field might be a little different story, but, um, uh, with each other, we, we bonded like brothers. And the cool thing was we got to meet here every day, mm-hmm. every Sunday, the, the team would meet here at Redline before we went to our games. So we were able to prep our body. We were able to, you know, joke around and, and shoot hoops and, and just be relaxed. That is kind of the uh, the unwritten perk of drafting Caleb Cole. You, you do get access. You to get access to Redline yeah. Athletics. So Prep that body before you play. Right. Man. So let's talk about the facility. How long have you have you been here? And just just give me a rundown of what you do here. Yeah. Um, well, we're um, this is our third year here. It'll be it's just our third year in September. But we're we're a youth sports performance training facility for ages eight to eighteen, and we have everything from those ages. You know, our I think our goal for this is to create overall athleticism for kids. Um, it doesn't really matter the sport or the, or the ability level. It's more so taking that athlete, figuring out what he, you know, struggles with in movement and making him move better. Um, whether it's running form or lateral quickness or jump form, or just being able to do a real push up. you know, it's, it's, they need to figure out personally what they want to get better at too. Mm -hmm. Um, every, 
Um, every workout consists of 10 minutes of injury prevention, 20 minutes of speed and agility, 30 minutes of strength and core development. And when they become a member, they get a baseline evaluation to work on mobility mm-hmm. and another baseline evaluation that shows athleticism. Um, every 90 days, we retest all of our athletes to see progression. That is where that's our bread and butter right there. Um, that is what shows an athlete how hard, you know, how hard they can work. The results are seen. Um, it also lets the parents know what they're paying for. You know, if you know if their kid's not getting better, you know why am I here? But you know, our job as trainers and as a facility is to make sure they get better, and we take a lot of pride in that. As an athlete gets older, you know, is the training a little more specialized as far as you know what their sport or sports are, or are you just trying to to build them up? You know. At, at all levels and all facets? Yeah, good question. A lot of our kids will come in here with with a mindset that they're here for one sport. But we have to let them know that with that mindset of that one sport, they need to look at the overall picture too. Running form isn't going to always help with golf, right? But flexibility and mobility and um, explosiveness with the lower half still helps with golf. Well, we train for that. Um, so it's it's really just um, making sure that they understand that they're in here for movement. They're in here for um, not only just creating a more athletic human being, but a, a better mindset, a better work ethic, um, gaining confidence, um, kind of learning who they are as an athlete. Yep. You mentioned injury prevention. That's uh, something that I don't think it's talked about enough in youth sports. You know, we, we usually talk about injuries after the fact. So, you know, what, what is that all about? You know, what do we do to, to try to keep athletes from getting hurt? So, um, well, you, you and I both know, man, it's, it's, it is how it is. And, and our body starts to deteriorate. So um, when it comes to flexibility, but our first 10 minutes is full range of motion work, mm-hmm. um, figuring out how much in depth we can go into muscles. And that also creates activation which if we can activate the body before we actually work the body we are creating more readiness which then actually opens their body up to be more flexible um it's it's kind of a no-brainer on how it works but i think the injury prevention is is probably one of our biggest attributes of this facility kids don't know how to stretch most kids don't know how to stretch correctly or um really they don't even know the anatomy of the muscles how can they, how can they explain to me what's tight? How can they explain to me what's hurt? You know, and and teaching them this is probably hurting because we did this yesterday, or this area on your body is hurting because we did this. So it's just kind of it's it's knowledge based on the injury prevention. You know, making sure that they understand um, their body and what they can do to move it better. I actually had a conversation along these lines with a couple of grip and rip players I was working out with just on Sunday. You know, as we were going through our stretches, we, we all kind of agreed, you know, I wish I knew what I know now when I was a teenager. You know, that was, you know, when I was in high school, a lot of times stretching was just something you did in order to... On your uh, own time, it, it was like... Or, you know. or is, yeah, we'll just go through these motions and then wait and see what our coach tells us to do when it's yep. when it's really time to go. So what is the what is the difficulty there, you know? Is it is it tough to to get your young athletes to understand the well, importance of, <laughs> of warming up yes, properly? Yes, I mean, it, it's not easy, but it's also, like I was just saying, the knowledge of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more so instead of just taking them through the stretches, is it trying to explain to them what the stretches are doing. Th- that is why we are successful or where we are right now is because we're athletes training athletes. All of our trainers have played collegiate sports. Um, so being able to teach them um, why they're sore or areas that could be hurt if they don't if they don't work on it now, um, I, I really think knowledge is everything when it comes to that. Um, and the younger kids, yes, are a little t- bit tougher to explain that to, but the getting that to them and making sure that they understand is one of our 
biggest, you know, our biggest jobs. Are you teaching the parents, you know, the, the baseball dads and the volleyball moms sometimes <laughs> along with that? Oh, yeah, we, we, we try to. And, you know, and we, we also try to, you know, on those evals and stuff where we see those results, we're, we're letting the parents know why they're seeing those results. Um, they're running faster because they're taking longer strides. They're, they're, they're more flexible in their lower half. They're able to move better. So um, I think the, the parents get to figure it out more when they actually see their kid striving, you know. What about you personally? You know, have you you feel like you've you've bounced back? I mean, I felt like you looked better and, and were playing a more comfortable brand of shortstop in mm-hmm. 2021 versus maybe 2019. But, you know, physically, where are you at right now? Well, to be honest with you, um, I, I'm probably – I mean, my senior year in high school was probably the best shape of my life, but I think yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty close to it when it comes to, um, I think, strength. I think cardiovascular strength has went down a little bit because I don't run as much. But um, – um, I'm very fortunate enough to work at a place like this where I, my job every day is to make more kids athletic. Well, that means I got to make myself athletic. You know, I can't teach it if I can't preach it, you know, so I, I want, I want to make sure that I, my body is in tip top shape before seasons. And I'm lucky. I got coach Gabby here. She's our DSP. She, she pushes me to be my best athlete too. And, um, she'll always remind me I'm doing this you're going to get it hurt again in grip and rip. You know, I pulled my hamstring two years ago. Mm-hmm. I got a, I got a lot of crap for that here. Um, and how can you pull your hamstring when you work at a training facility, you know? And I can hear her laughing in the background, but uh, it's true, you know. It, but uh, I don't know. Daniel England has also never forgotten that. So <laughs> oh, yeah. it was, uh, I that, know, man. It was, was an impactful moment for a lot of people. Oh, man. I, I still, to this day, was one of the worst pains I've ever felt. I mean, worst, worst feelings I've ever felt, you know. So that was kind of an eye-opener on, hey, man, I, your body's probably – you know, not able to do some of the things, so you probably ought to keep sharpening it up a little bit. Yeah, it's interesting that even the trainer needs training sometimes. Dang straight, yes. That's <laughs> ne- I don't think that should ever stop either. All right, well, let's throw it way back. We're getting into stories I don't know now, so oh. let's go, like, way back to the beginning. Uh, Whoa, okay. What was uh, what was Caleb, a young Caleb Cole's entry into sports? Oh, geez. Well, I had two older brothers. I, my oldest brother was four years older than me, so he was a senior when I was a freshman in high school. My middle brother was a year older than me, so I had two brothers to look up to. They were both great athletes, um, both athletes that people knew of, both athletes that put records up in, in baseball, football. Eric, my oldest, played basketball a little bit too, but football and baseball are our biggest sports. And this was all in Lee's Summit? This is all Lee Summit North, yep, okay. Lee Summit North High School. But before that, we played every sport we could try growing up, and, and mom and dad let us play until we didn't want to play anymore. I think that's where I came from athletically. I was just around it. My dad was a great athlete. My mom was an athlete. But they they allowed us to choose what we wanted, what we love the most. I think that really set me on who I was as a ball player. Is that I played I played for thir- in, in 34 states when I was 14 years old. I went to 34 states growing up. Wow. I played for the Mackensites, which is Mike McFarland, Kevin Seitzer's organization in Kansas City. I said. 34 states at 14. When I got to 14, I had been to 34 states. Okay. There we go. I had to go to 34 states in one in summer. But, one summer. But, but I was 14 years old. We played 118 games that summer. Wow. You know, and um, I, I think that really, when growing up and playing that many games, I think that's really where I established my love for baseball. The grind, the figuring out ways to win, and just the camaraderie of, of, of the men on the team was is what intrigued me about it. And I think that's why football, the big team, was a big part of my life, too. Football was, to be honest with you, I think I love football more than baseball at that time. But I was very fortunate enough to play college baseball. But And, you know, it started in high school. I was on JV on football and baseball as a freshman. Sophomore 
through senior year, I was on varsity. Um, I actually started my sophomore year. I was um, all-conference catcher. Um, I caught um, – actually, Kevin Madrano was the shortstop. Kevin Madrano went to go play at Missouri State and yeah. drafted, still playing in the league, in the minors, I believe. So And then once Madrano left, it was like, who's going to fill the void? And it was me. And then from junior – in senior year, I played shortstop, and then um, this same senior year, or my senior year, I I was the quarterback on the football team. So I, I think that's being at those positions gave me the even more love for the sport because I was I was asked to be looked up to. You know, I was asked to be a captain on on both teams, and again that that pushed me to be a, a harder worker in the in the weight room and a and a better leader on the field. Yeah. So, at what point in in all of that? You know, at least some at North. I know it was not a small high school. It was no. probably not easy to be. I think we had 560 in my graduating class. Probably not easy to be the starting quarterback. But you know, at what time and point, I guess, did you start to think about next level and and really, you know, thinking about your your college athletic career? Well, you want me to be a very straightforward with you. I knew I was not going to go play college football because of my size. Sure. I, I think I had a few interests in me, but it wasn't enough to know that I was going to get to go play. So baseball was my was my route. And I knew that size, my dad always told me size doesn't matter in baseball. Um, and, and I took that serious and, and I didn't let size affect anything, you know. So I think that's, that's probably, that's probably when I really realized like, boom, I probably ought to, probably ought to start, you know, doing extra stuff on, in baseball. So, cause I know I'm probably going to be able to play at the next level, yeah. you know. And, and then of course my coaches growing up, they always let me know that, you know, I was, I was doing really well and that you need to keep working because you have a chance to do it. And, you know, I think people pushing me and people giving me um, confidence that I can. I think I just have a mindset on it. For the curious, I was able to find some stats from Caleb Cole's senior year as the quarterback of the Lee's Summit North Broncos. He completed 61% of his pass attempts for 1,585 yards in 10 games. He threw eight touchdown passes. Caleb Cole also rushed for 515 yards on 124 attempts. That's an average of 4.2 yards per carry. And keep in mind, in high school football, quarterback sacks and the negative yards that go with them count as rushing attempts. He also ran for eight touchdowns. The lead sentence in an old piece I dug up in the Blue Springs Examiner referred to Caleb Cole with the word diminutive. The writer also used the term jumbo shrimp. It was not flattering. Baseball was going to be the train Caleb Cole would ride into college sports, and we break into that part of his life in our next episode. I did find a couple of audio treasures in the outer reaches of the Drury University baseball internet. Back up in the fifth, looking for more damage, and Caleb Cole says no! Look at the hops on the senior from Lee Summit. That is a Web Gym nominee. Look at it again. Cole gets up. That is nice. team won't do anything without a leader, and I think that's my, my part this year is to be to be a team leader and to to pump up the guys before games and get them ready and motivation and that's a big thing. Speaking of leadership, we'll also get Caleb Cole's thoughts on being the first person inducted into the Grip and Rip Baseball League Hall of Fame and what that induction means to him on a personal level. And then we talk about raising beef cattle. Yes, really. That's next time. I'm Rance Berger. Good night from Ozark, Missouri. <laughs>